Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. (laughs) And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Real Exes of Portland podcast. We are so happy to be back and talking to you guys because... We've all been stranded in our homes. <laughs> Some more than others. <laughs> yeah. We, um, before we get into this story, though, I should say we are broadcasting from a very special location today. This is our very first off-site um, recording, and we would like to introduce um, our new friend and person, our, our guest, guest uh, Dr. Roberta Huang. And we are downtown in the Pearl District here in Portland, Oregon. And she has like a, what do you call it, a med spa? Yeah. A med spa. Um, it's a combination of, uh, you know, um, aesthetic services. But we also do medical care, what we call uh, regenerative medicine. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I actually am a patient. <laughs> Sophie's been a guinea pig. No. I did do an uh, uh, Instagram reel last year. Um, she did? Yeah, uh, when I got my mm-hmm. pellet for my homor- homo- hormone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. And I felt that Dr. Wong was very knowledgeable, explained a lot to me, um, and, you know, was able to... I, I, it, I felt like a different person, to be quite honest. And it was amazing. And so I've seen her a few times. I have to admit, I haven't got my <laughs> the next uh, pellet, um, but something I want to do again because it, it compared to what I'm using right now, it's much better. But so yeah, we'll talk about that. But we will. But so um, did you? So Dr. Wong, you have two mm-hmm. locations, right? Yes. Uh, one down here in the Pearl, and then Tualatin. Mm-hmm. Now, have you, Sophie, been to both locations? No, for treatment? just this beautiful oh, one. This is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we are basically sitting. Um, well, the front entrance is absolutely gorgeous, but we <laughs> came back down the hallway, and there's another like little living room type <laughs> area, and it's just so cozy now that I'm I'm leaving here <laughs> yeah it's yeah. super cool so um so yes we're going to talk more about all this stuff because actually Sophie as you're talking I just have to interject that I put a new hormone patch on this morning and it's like you know about this big around I used to have these little um, rectangular ones that were clear I think it depends on the manufacturer I just get them from the pharmacy and this one is a little it's just not I feel bad for my husband <laughs> Not attractive. <laughs> maybe, anyway. maybe you should maybe you should start putting it in different places and go go here. Put yeah. Those on it with go look for it. <laughs> oh my god! But no. So speaking of hormone replacement therapy, though, in general, yes, it has made a big difference because I'm a big crier, and that was one of my big symptoms was being super tearful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get we'll get back into this, but reverting back to our incident that we've had recently, our ice storm, we'll call it that. 
um, here in the Portland metro area, um, we were down in the teens, I think. Was it 20s or teens? I'm trying to remember and how low. And the wind gusts were up to like 50 miles per hour. Yeah, it made it feel like it was 8 degrees oftentimes or 6 degrees with the oh, wind yeah, chill. The wind, yeah. yeah, and I lost power for... Sophie lost power. I lost power for 50 hours last weekend, and it was awful because not only did we lose power so no heat the only thing i could do was put on our um, gas gas stove didn't realize that you can actually your gas um uh, fireplace can be put on turned on as well but you need batteries to put in it so i ended up after we talked to one neighbor he told us because we went the first night without anything it was freezing the whole house (laughs) in the bedrooms you could see your breath see your breath (laughs) it was so cold and uh, so we finally got the fireplace on the second night, and Kyle and I ended up sleeping in on the couch because our rooms were just way too cold, and our cell phones didn't work because the network was down. It was ridiculous. So I am happy to be back in business. <laughs> it was awful. Like it was like camping, but worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You couldn't even go outside. Well, because it's one thing to lose power just in a normal 40 or 50 degree day but to lose it when it's you know 20 degrees that's not right (laughs) i actually i didn't know about the battery thing which was a good thing to know i read that on facebook i did too but i had read i I know (laughs) we couldn't even reach you (laughs) couldn't even text i mean i think i could phone but the the phone was coming out in and out and um it was awful. Like, well, it like was, I was disconnected from everything yeah. and everyone. Yeah, it was, I, I was probably the longest week I've had in a long, like, long. Like, it yeah. was like, time was ticking <laughs> by. I couldn't, I, it, it just, it couldn't go any faster. Yeah. And then you're just hoping, and, and Kyle's like, did you get an update yet? Did you get an update yet? To like text Paul or call, actually call Paul and say, can you check the PG&E site and get, oh, it says no update, no update for oh, your and that yeah. site was basically crashed. I mean, it wasn't working is what I was reading on all the ads. Parents were without power. There was a downed power lines and trees down in, in their neighborhood and we were trying to help them too. And they'd be like, well, we put, we signed up, we put our address in there. Well, now when we go in, it says we're not on the list. And <laughs> it was on, off, on, off. Oregon yeah. had a, over 168,000 people without power Dang. during the storm. And so that's why nothing was working because they couldn't get anything working. So that's yeah, why. Our neighbor had it. And looking way out for the forecast, I think this is our bout of winter and we're going to be in the clear now at I least hope so in town um well yeah so we weren't able to record last week no we either didn't we had each other we didn't no, do anything no. we missed we had a guest our, and we had to cancel that we're out we busted out here we are I'm and so we happy. are having some beautiful snacks and wine and i saw sophie take a sip of hers in a minute ago and it reminded me wine wednesday right. everyone cheers, cheers. cheers. It's Hawksview Winery, uh, 2020 something blend, red, (laughs) I forgot. Oh, Pinot Noir. It's Pinot? I think it's it's a Pinot, but anyways, pretty good. And so we're kicking off our podcast. Back to um, Dr. Huang. We just want to talk more about your services and the experiences that we've had and, um, you know, how, how your business can help menopausal women, perimenopausal women, um, 
probably all kinds, a whole slew of other, it's probably any, you have all services for all age group, I'm assuming, or do you cater to a? As far as hormones are concerned, I, I cater mostly to uh, yeah, perimenopausal women, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely, in, you know, well into menopause. Um, I would say there is a subset of women, maybe in their late 30s, that could also benefit from the service that I found. Like more than anything else that I've done in my 25 years or so, or more, of being an OB/GYN, you know, uh, a service that's impacted more people than any other thing that I've done. <coughs> did you used to deliver babies? I did. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Your name sounded familiar. Oh, I used really? to work for Providence Health Plan. Okay. Did were you? Uh, do you remember? Uh, if you I was contracted? at Kaiser in the Portland area since 2016. So before mm. that, I was in Seattle. Before that, um, in New York. You know, mm. so I actually uh, grew up in the East Coast. Oh. Did all my training in New York. Uh, worked there for a couple of years before moving to Seattle. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, living, I, I love Portland. Oh. An incredibly beautiful state. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I haven't seen. A lot of it yet. Well, um, when I worked in Seattle, I worked for Group Health, um, which then became Kaiser. You know, within a hospital system, um, and I did that for Kaiser for a couple of years. And opened our doors at the start of the pandemic. You know, so oh, um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> and you've survived. <laughs> June uh, 2020 was when we opened our 12th location. Yeah, and so there's a really no basis. The, the hormones have been just uh, a real. I don't know. I mean, as doctors, we all always want to make a difference. I, that's sure. what we go through yeah. training yeah. for. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I think for those of us who've been in conventional medicine, you know, allopathic medicine, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes things develop a, lo a lot slower than we'd like. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not to say that it doesn't have its role and it doesn't serve a lot of people, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it needs to move a lot faster, especially with our aging population. Well, the interesting thing <clears throat> about, like, as I was, you know, determining that these hot flashes is regular and something's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with me. I um, and I, I found I was very irritable. Like, oh, that's another and one. Really easy going. Yes, she is. Yes. And I was snapping and <laughs> losing my shit. shit. <laughs> it was terrible. It. I was yeah. like, I was, I think beyond um you know i thought it was beyond repair to be honest i was like and i you know i asked my mom and she's like i never had to go on hormone therapy blah blah blah, blah. it causes cancer mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. symptoms well, how many symptoms are related to there's a lot i don't know that i, I know exactly but there's probably 20 or so common symptoms common yeah. symptoms yeah. okay <clears throat> and and you had me check mm -hmm. a list yep. and we went through it and as she was going through it you and what surprised me is that you were kind of already determining uh, you're low in testosterone mm -hmm. you're this you're that you're mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> just by my symptoms so mm -hmm. I was surprised that some of the symptoms I was getting was due to mm -hmm. you know even my arthritis when I was on the pellet not now I'm, I'm finding it's coming back mm -hmm. but when I was on the pellet mm -hmm. And, and what arthritis, which which uh, hormone is related to the arthritis? Both, both hormones can help. Okay. Yeah. I, my I, my feet didn't hurt. Like I would, I used to, I would like put my feet down and I had to walk like a duck, like flap, 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 because I couldn't bend my, my toes. Yeah. And, and my hands and, you know, and they were terrible and they started getting 
not they don't you can't reverse arthritis what's already happened all the nodules and stuff but the pain didn't even exist I forgot that I had it like I was like oh my god but right now I felt like a different yeah like I felt I remember I was driving and my my neighbor Sharon yeah she her and I were in the car and I and I'm like and I I was just like I don't know elated or I don't know I was just and I go I feel like a different person like I literally feel like I'm in a different body and a different person and and my outlook it was amazing, and I think there's, I know there's more that you do than just, yeah. you know, the pellet, and there's mm-hmm. lots of other issues with dryness, and, mm-hmm. um, and but I found it interesting because you took the time, you and I discussed, you talked about um, hormone uh, replacement therapy, and you talked about the original study that was done, <coughs> and what some of the, the falsehoods are, mm-hmm. I'm happy if you can explain that too, because I know there's sure. still a lot of people who yeah. don't understand, mm-hmm. or have a mother like mine who just said, oh, that causes cancer, like you, you should not be on that or mm-hmm. something like that. So that was, that was really interesting and, and that was something that you brought up. Um, the other thing that you brought up that I thought was really interesting was, you know, as you were going through, um, you know, the, my, my symptoms and how it's changed, because I think you, you did a blood work before I got the pellet and then you did a blood work uh, after my first one. Mm-hmm. And, and the difference was mm-hmm. remarkable. That's mm-hmm. when I did that that um, real changed so I you know I so I there's lots of interesting things and and I know that perimenopause is I mean this is like women go through this for 10 years like as it's and beyond like even women who are you know obviously um, in perimenopause or in menopause like what happens to them like do you stay on these on on these medications I want to know that that is actually mm-hmm. something I thought about right mm-hmm. this morning as I put this mm-hmm. stupid patch on thank you for explaining you know or you know what you the process was because that's pretty much my process which is you know first of all start off by listening to the patient you know so I spend the first like five to ten minutes just kind of listening to what patients tell me you know and I'm already kind of making an assessment in my head is this like a hormonal issue or not um, and I have to say that I'm pretty fortunate because most of the people who come see me, you know, are, are already kind of very self-aware and generally taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and have recognized there's a real problem. I need help for this, mm-hmm. right? And they're generally not people who are, you know, eating junk food and you mm-hmm. know, not doing any level of self-care. Like these cookies we're eating <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. No, this is just it. every once in a while you mulch, yeah. yes. You know, because, um, you know, obviously some of the symptoms of hormonal, um, lacking hormones could be due to general, you know, unhealthy. But um, Mm -hmm. most people, like I said, most women who come see me um, are are pretty healthy. And um, so between, like, the story that they're telling me, you know, the timing of their symptoms, like when it all started appearing, and this questionnaire, which is very, to me, uh, a key being a diagnosis, you know, you know, I, we, we jointly figure out, does this look like a treatment that would be helpful for you, mm. right? And, um, of course, like, uh, it's a, what we call joint de- decision-making, right? So it completely informed that um, these are the symptoms that it could help you with. Um, can I make a guarantee that you're going to get better? Um, you know, I always tell people no. But in my experience in doing this, if, if the proper candidate is chosen, you know, I would say probably over 90% of my patients improve. Yeah. And a good percentage of people 
come back telling me, oh, you saved my life. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're so grateful. Mm -hmm. I saved marriages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh seriously. Totally. Because, yeah. you know, um, and jobs. I mean, well, yeah. we... When you, you know, feel out of whack, it affects everything. Aspect of mm -hmm. your life. I was just on the phone with a girlfriend of mine who's a little bit older than me, and Louise, hello, I know you're mm -hmm. one of our main <laughs> listeners, and we were saying about how, how hard it's been and how um, she had very difficult symptoms like me, and I have been lucky enough to be self-employed, but I can't, and she was employed with a regular company, and the thing is, is, I'm like, I can't imagine having to go to work. I mean, she said it was the most difficult thing she's ever had to go through in her life. Like, it was a struggle, like, barely making it through the day and, like, going in the bathroom and crying, you know, mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. like this and her boss looking for her. Well, I, in the bathroom. I just don't understand but how no, it's I not recognized well, as, an, as an actual uh, mm -hmm. diagnosis, like a real, you know, that it... You know, like I think basically, we, we need to go on a sabbatical for 10 well, years. that's what I just was going to say, and that's why I told Louise is we need to take a leave, yes, a leave of absence for 10 freaking years. <laughs> the thing, I don't, you know, and I know there's more and more things on social media about menopause and all these different vitamins and all that sort of stuff, and, um, and I've tried a few different things, but it doesn't help everything, and the difference, you know, going through... Um, a medical professional and mm -hmm. who is open to different types of services mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I, I go I go see my my OB and she um, or G, gynecologist actually um, but she you know doesn't she goes like well the pellet and, and she was giving me she was trying to talk me out of it and <laughs> um, it was a little bit annoying um, to be honest, and then she's leaving the, her practice, and so I'm going to go see somebody else, and I'm like, and, and the, they're trying to get me to go see a midwife. I'm like, I'm not in bearing years. Yeah, I want to talk right. to someone who is a female, who's yep. gone through perimenopause, right. is in perimenopause, and understands. Mm -hmm. I am not going to a midwife. I'm going to see, um, like, a medical doctor. It was only for, like, pregnancy and delivering I babies. I know. She said she's a practitioner, so she's oh. able to, to perform you know but I'm like Actually, no a lot of them have kind of a, a bigger scope oh. of practice now you know, from my years of working at group health in Kaiser that you know uh, a lot of them practice uh, midwifery stamp mid midwifery delivering babies and they do a wonderful job of it but you know they're also seeing patients in practice and they follow a lot of their pa patients longitudinally meaning they deliver their <gasps> they get older and they take care of them you know as they transition to perimenopause and beyond so yeah and I'm sure it just felt like she wasn't listening to me and I just I just was so disappointed um, I remember you telling me this story and I was just like wow that is unbelievable that that people fell into this and that's I think part of it is that these doctors are you know are still you know they'll be on the cautious side right isn't that tend to be well, a I, lot of and I think caution is a good thing you definitely sure. want your doctor to be cautious yeah. right? because it, without caution um, you know I don't know. You know, doctors have so much power in their hands to potentially harm people. Yeah. So I always want to, you know, um, uh, applaud my colleagues for being cautious because mm -hmm. that's the, our job is firstly to do no harm. Yes. Yeah. Right. I understand um, that. It just it just feels like limiting. Like they mm -hmm. um, going through and and talking about the other, you know, 
the whole picture rather mm -hmm. than just, oh, your hot flashes, you just need to be on you just need to wear a tank top. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. My cheeks are on fire. Yeah. Um, was the Women's Health Initiative, which mm -hmm. was um, uh, published in the early 2000s. All right, so it would have impacted people like your mother's generation. Mm -hmm. So that's why when your mother says, said, oh, it's going to give you cancer, mm -hmm. it was based on that was, you know, when she was probably going through all of this, and, you know, that, that was the, the big thing that was published in the media. Mm -hmm. um, and so I always tell people in a, in a very simple simplistically um, the study showed two types of harm right the, the, the uh, potential for causing blood clot related mm -hmm. right and then the breast cancer related complications mm -hmm. right and I tell people keep in mind the estrogen that was most commonly used back then was Premarin mm -hmm. yeah. right mm -hmm. and Premarin was administered orally Right, and we know without a doubt that when estrogen is ingested orally, it goes through your liver, what's called the first pass effect of the liver, and that increases blood clots, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's one thing I, you know, I have to say you know, about the blood clots. And this is based on me listening to other experts, not that I'm a genius and uh, you know, <laughs> notice this myself, right? Um, so the other thing is like that um, study the average age of women was 63, right? Um, a lot of these women had other, what we call comor comorbidity, had uh, high blood pressure, high mm. cholesterol, maybe diabetes, maybe early heart disease, you know, or maybe even had, you know, sustained a heart attack. And so I, I think we can, as a group, you know, agree that taking an older group of women, you know, and putting them on hormones, you know, may be associated with some uh, increased risk, mm -hmm. right? That there is probably a best time to transition people into HRT, mm -hmm. right? And when would that be? Um, well, I would say, you know, definitely if you're symptomatic in your 40s, um, you know, and then, you know, 50 to 60, you know, within the first 10 years after menopause would be considered probably ideal. I should have gotten yeah. help 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm 53 yeah. now, and um, shoot, almost uh -huh. 54. Crap, we're in 2024. No, I mean, you're, you're even if you started yeah. it right now, it would be perfect. How long yeah. ago? How long has it uh -huh. been, you guys? Maybe nine months. Yeah. It, it's hard to make, uh, you know, standard recommendations yeah. because some women yeah. transition through, you know, no problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not a hot Damn flash, them. No. No brain fog. You know, <laughs> like, I feel fine. Right. And, um. <laughs> You know, then you would be doing it p potentially for preventative reasons, mm -hmm. which is harder to do without, you know, hard data saying, yeah. <coughs> you know, this, this is an osteoporosis mm -hmm. part of, like, um, yeah, it is, is part it of what it can help with, you know, yeah. for sure in uh, menopause. So these are non-necessarily yeah. symptomatic things, mm -hmm. but something right. to be preventative. What yeah. else would be something that would be considered preventative? Mm -hmm. You know, I, th I think um, that it really can help a lot with cognitive function. Mm -hmm. That's what I've read. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I've read a bunch of that. Like, I yeah. know, Maybelline. You're talking to like, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just diagnosed, I was diagnosed right. uh, recently with ADHD. Uh, yeah. And I was mm -hmm. like, like breakdown kind of moments. Um, and when I talked to a psychiatrist, he's like, um, you know, perimenopause and, you know, affects mm -hmm. your cognitive thinking. Mm -hmm. ADHD is, yeah. and and it just kind of made sense because I couldn't even like deal with 
-hmm. with stuff with work anymore and I just I look at something and I it just like it overwhelmed me and Mm -hmm. I needed to hibernate yeah I think a lot of women have undiagnosed ADHD Mm -hmm. she can also call like right brain though you're just more creative and expansive (laughs) rather than organized and yes yeah personality (laughs) yeah right and and there's definitely a a role for uh that type of personality you know you need you know the yin to balance um but i think that um perimenopause and menopause can exacerbate them by like you know you know if you're foggy and you can are trying really hard to stay on task like not having you know that focus just makes things even harder and it may you know be a point where things come to a head where like you can no I, longer I came to a head compensate for you know the uh, the way you deal with ADHD you know yeah, yeah it, when it were you diagnosed you said just this year a couple months uh-huh. ago okay uh, with dyslexia as well uh, I right. knew I had dyslexia but I didn't yeah. know too much about it now I'm understanding more and more about it mm-hmm. um, and most it's a high percentage I don't remember but it's pretty high mm-hmm. of people who have dyslexia are also ADHD mm-hmm. as well I was just like I couldn't cope I couldn't mm-hmm. think I would look some, at something and it would just overwhelm me and I you know it, I understand mm-hmm. things now I understand more and appreciate where I came from and I'm so glad because I remember the you know when I went to go they're like why do you want to get diagnosed this late in age I'm like because I want to understand myself, because mm-hmm. I, and, and you know, and <clears throat> and when you put all the pieces together, including perimenopause and what's been happening and how that affects you, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's like, oh my God, no wonder mm-hmm. I was a wreck. Yep. I was a mess. A piece to the puzzle. Like when Huge people don't piece. advocate for themselves, I'm kind of like, why? Mm-hmm. I, d- I get that there could be frustration and nervousness with like, Um, knowing the information but for me I would feel I don't like not knowing so I'm going to be an advocate for for as long as possible and sometimes obviously sometimes some people don't get answers I mean they've seen all the professionals and they don't get answers that's a different thing but if you can advocate for yourself and you know that things are different in your life why not see a hormone specialist why not check out maybe or maybe not you could have ADHD or dyslexia or anything else in the spectrum um I'm just baffled sometimes why some people just don't want to help themselves yeah I think it's hard for people because it's those some of those pills are pretty big to swallow oh yeah I mean just finding out I had ADHD I I I cried Mm -hmm. I was I feel I was grieving Mm because I was like what I missed out in Mm -hmm. why I didn't understand you know who I was I you know um, I just thought it was a nutcase sometimes but <laughs> we all are a little bit I mean it's part of our flair <laughs> flair I love it that's great that's what makes this podcast flair <laughs> but um yeah so I know I appreciate you going through that and the other thing I appreciate when I sat with you and talked to you about it was you know the role of each of the different hormones because usually it's just estrogen that's kind of yeah. you know the first thing they go to oh it's low estrogen but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily mm-hmm. just that it's a mixture mm-hmm. of three different hormones correct or yeah. is it more than that just three well the the testosterone is a piece that's oftentimes missing mm-hmm. help a lot with the menopausal yep. symptoms right so the estrogen i explained can help with uh, hot flashes night sweats 
you know, way better than the antidepressants that they've been prescribing. <sighs> and mm-hmm. it does nothing for the majority of women. Kelp can help with the skin changes, including vaginal skin, right, which is mm-hmm. thinning and drying. Um, it can help with joints, with the suppleness and the, you know, the feeling of a better, I don't know, flexibility, mm-hmm. less stiffness. Um, but the testosterone can help the joints as well, a lot. Um, and so a lot of the symptoms, this is um, kind of how I usually tell people, you know, the breakdown is like, of course, we mentioned the estrogen, and then there's sleep, which becomes a, a big problem mm-hmm. for a lot of us, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So progesterone is a hormone that can help a lot with like the process of falling asleep. Estrogen can help with probably sustaining sleep. And then, of course, if you're having a lot of night sweats or throwing the covers off at night, the estrogen's going to help with that. The testosterone can help to an extent also if, it, if you're, you know, what we call vasomotor symptoms aren't too severe. Um, and then testosterone can, you know, help with that um, restful sleep, like getting deep into REM sleep and feeling like... Is that like why men can just fall asleep anywhere? I wonder. <laughs> no, I, know. I know. Oh, it's serious. Yeah. He'll go to bed. Like, he'll be like, I'm going to go to bed, and it's 8 o'clock. He wakes up early, but still, he goes to bed at 8 o'clock, and he... I go upstairs 10 minutes later and he's like right out. out. I used to do mm-hmm. that. That's a good point. I, I, I never put that association, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my husband can be out in like five seconds. Yeah. I'm yeah, literally yeah. talking to him yeah. five seconds <laughs> later. He's snoring. <laughs> yeah. I don't so. know. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. it could be that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, uh, it's kind of like a, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, like I am having a horrendous time falling asleep now. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, the night sweats is not the big, you know, mm-hmm. chest full of water and my, right. whole, my clothes are wet. Mm-hmm. It's more of, oh, I'm getting hot, stick my leg out until it freezes. Mm-hmm. And then I put yeah. my cold leg on my warm leg and then yeah. I warm blanket and, oh, that's what I feel. Like, I, I love the feeling of it. Right. And it's just the weirdest thing. And mm-hmm. and here's my, my boyfriend, he's like, it covers are on and he's like, it's cold. I have the house set at 66 and that's downstairs. So I, I really have it cold mm-hmm. yeah. I have it down to 64 set for overnight mm-hmm. at 64 oh, yeah I could do that too but, I yeah. have the weirdest thing for me which Brian is normally I mean he's just freezing he wears oh. his long johns to bed mm-hmm. um, is that let these ladies know I am freezing cold normally I'm in layers of sweatshirts mm-hmm. I am freezing cold from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep but when I go to sleep, I only wear like a, a tank top and like little shorts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because when I fall asleep, when I wake up like in the night, which isn't very often, I am boiling hot. I'm not a sweaty person, so I don't necessarily big sweats, but I am super hot. The window is open in our bedroom. 365 days a week (laughs) I mean a year and he's dying he's like super cold and I am just super hot but then when I wake up at like the morning time to get on with the day I'm back to being freezing cold and that is kind of how I've always been but yeah this perimenopause stuff it's it's but it's really interesting so I always thought that was interesting because you don't hear like when I talk to they're just talking about estrogen all the time yeah um, and then I know you ladies because we all see different <coughs> practitioners your ladies uh, um, your doctors have prescribed progesterone separately mm-hmm. yeah. I have um, an IUD so they said that there's progesterone in there but I don't think it's enough because mm-hmm. I did way better with the pellet than I am doing right now just mm-hmm. being sure 
So, I, yeah. It Actually, the pellet doesn't have progesterone. Oh, it yeah. doesn't? I, mean, I thought are, it had three. There are progesterone pellets, but that's not, um, not one part of, of what, what we use in BioT. So oh, I thought it was. Yeah, so you were getting testosterone and estrogen. Oh, that was the only two things yeah. I was getting. Okay, yeah. I misunderstood, because I know mm -hmm. we tested my progesterone. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it did go up, I thought. I thought it, I had a better, at when you did the blood work, mm -hmm. it had, had increased. So I don't know if it was, there was another mm -hmm. relation or mm -hmm. just by balancing the other two, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'd have to look at you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely went on the, so my mom, my mom also had endometriosis and my mom always had high levels mm -hmm. of estrogen. Mm -hmm. And so my mom, when I went to see the hormone specialist, she was like, oh, you, I'm sure you have high estrogen. Mm -hmm. Well, my estrogen was actually pretty balanced, mm -hmm. but, and my progesterone was pretty balanced as well, but my testosterone was in significantly low. And so I have been put on progesterone to help with the mm -hmm. sleep mm -hmm. and that has helped, mm -hmm. um, I'm not quite sure. I feel a little bit, I actually r forgot to like refill it. So I went several weeks without taking it because I forgot about it. And um, I actually, you know, I, and I think the two of you ha may have picked up on it, but um, I kind of feel like I've been more emotional on progesterone because when I was off of it, I feel less emotional I don't know if that's actually true or not but the testosterone helped quite a bit mm -hmm. but because it's compounded through a pharmacy and it cost me like 120 bucks mm -hmm. I haven't necessarily um, been taking it regularly but when I was on it I definitely felt improvement and the progesterone definitely felt improvement with sleep that was really helpful I would agree with that yeah so the so. testosterone you found helped help with mood that I feel like the testosterone has helped with mood. It also helped me with um, some of my weight issues. Um, not not everything, but it helped. Um, it helped me feel better internally mm -hmm. enough to then be a little bit more active. Mm -hmm. Versus, and I had my specialist had said that this can happen and mm -hmm. some women can even move more so mm -hmm. then of course that allows them to be more active yeah. and um I, and so that was i, I felt all good the, about all that those are testosterone related yeah yeah so you know we mentioned sleep but then there's mood right yeah so mood could be you know feeling more motivated mm -hmm. you know feeling kind of that little <laughs> spark you know that's because some of us get to a point where it's like uh, i call it the blahs right we're like you know I usually enjoy this, or I like baking uh, and decorating the, decorating the house for Christmas. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And then this yes. year, I can't do any of it. Mm -hmm. I can't barely get the tree up. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of acting a little bit out of character, you know. Um, so it, it can give that spark of motivation, you know. And motivation and energy, they're so tied, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know, so, so oftentimes with testosterone, there's that just that extra spark of energy. Mm -hmm. Both to do mental tasks as well as physical tasks, mm -hmm. you know, more uh, stamina for working out, uh, mm -hmm. better post-workout recovery. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't go so far as to say testosterone helps with weight loss, but it can help with body composition. Meaning, like as we age, there's a tendency to lose lean muscle, you know, fat, 
and so it can help to you know uh, stabilize that or even reverse that to an extent if you're you know doing right um, other things like uh, brain fog I feel testosterone can help a lot with that um, estrogen can help but testosterone can help as much if not more with that mental focus. Shoot, gosh darn it. Right. Those things are important to live life, let alone raise children, like work, and Mm -hmm. when you don't have that, you just feel lost. That's the way I've been feeling, and and to be honest, like just without the power and everything that happened this past week, Mm -hmm. I was, I don't know, like I sent them, I went through all the emojis and yeah. I found all the ones that are upset, mean, angry, <laughs> yeah. crying. Mm-hmm. I had uh, about 10 or 15 of them. I found every single one of them because that's all I felt was every yeah. single emotion there. That's all we got. One text. We did. We're like, we did. oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. What's wrong? I was like, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm we like, couldn't drive over there. I know. I was miserable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it affects me so much mm-hmm. that... You know, you know, and it's very common is, you know, the herpes simplex virus and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. and for me, it comes out. Mm-hmm. I was feeling, I felt, I literally said, I am drained. Like, I am, I, I can't do anything anymore. And, and I should have known that that's one of the symptoms that comes out. Or I don't know which is a cause and effect. I don't know, you know, from being mm-hmm. so stressed and so upset Mm -hmm. this week that it caused me to you know obviously my immune system my immune system went Mm -hmm. down then you know something that the one thing that pops up is you know the um the outbreak Mm -hmm. and last night i felt and i was like damn it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's just you know it's on my leg it's not Mm -hmm. even you know but Mm -hmm. still it's painful and Mm -hmm. and um and I started taking the medication because I have it on hand Mm -hmm. and but it just really irked Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. that that happened yeah because I was just so off Mm -hmm. um not all my ducks are in a row is (laughs) what I have to say I'm hoping at some point in time when I can try the pellet because I told the gals from the get-go I like to they, they know I like to research a lot of things for me that kind of keeps my mind healthy and I'm very open about all the different views mm-hmm. so to speak but I wanted to try the pellet I was looking when I I had ha, my hormone specialist is over at Dr. Rosenfield's office where I had the hysterectomy mm-hmm. and they're open they do the pellet as well um, I would like to do the pellet at some point in time, hopefully consistently, but a huge part of for those of us for sure who have ADD or ADHD is we forget to take mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. our supplements, our medications, whatever it is. Yeah. I never forget Alexa. to I know, I never forget to wash my face or brush my teeth. I will always remember those. I cannot do, go without doing them, but for whatever reason, the medications, I'm not on the patches, but anything I try, I I do forget, and I do have a brain injury on top of this, so I'm really stacked mm-hmm. on things. And so I feel like the pellet, um, whenever I have the opportunity to try it, I'm excited to see if I can feel consistently some 
betterment or a betterness mm-hmm. than I do because obviously we all know that in our in our experience the hormones are helping mm-hmm. but of course they're only going to help when you take them and so for those of us who have some memory issues mm-hmm. that um, works against us yeah <laughs> so yeah, and a lot of women like in perimenopause like in their 40s mm-hmm. you know start to have these symptoms that are I'd say more related to the testosterone piece than the estrogen. Not having the hot flashes, the night sweats, the yeah. vaginal dryness. They start to have things like brain fog, pain, you know, yes. low energy. Yes. Right? Oh my gosh. So, yeah, I wish I had uh, started it earlier. Um, I started pellets like three and a half years ago, right when I started the practice. Mm-hmm. And sleep was uh, so much better. Um, you know, you mentioned foot pain. I had Achilles tendon pain that made me feel like I was 90 going down the completely gone. Um, what else? Um, yeah, uh, more energy, uh, yeah, less brain fog, better sleep. Yeah, yeah, my neighbor said, I was talking to her, she said that she's having hip pain. She goes, I think it's my hormones. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I told her about the pellet, and mm-hmm. she's like, give me your doctor's name. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just this week I gave her the, your name, but she... Yeah, she's like, I think it's, and she's in her 60s, and she mm-hmm. says, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is the hormonal, because she had both her knees replaced, all of a sudden her hip hurts, and she's like, yeah, <clears throat> and she recovered really fast, like, she's really healthy, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. Well, sometimes when you have knees that go, you know, it's everything else starts to kind of wear yeah. and tear, so At once. it could be, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but. So the HRT therapy, is this something that you encourage a woman to use mm-hmm. into their late life? Because yeah. I've heard, I've heard and read enough information to see that uh, the uh, specialists mm-hmm. are uh, encouraging that because they do see a lot of the um, benefit, the preventative, mm-hmm. the benefits and such. Sure. So how late would you, in your recommendation, how late, if a, if a woman could be on hormone therapy, um, we get that everybody is different, mm-hmm. but what is your recommendation yeah. for that? Actually, you know what, the uh, Women's Health Initiative, I didn't kind of cover the, the mm-hmm. breast cancer piece of it, so I'll cover this because that's important to, to finish the discussion about the breast cancer piece. So again, that study that was published in the early 2000s, um, uh, showed an increased risk for breast cancer, breast cancer, but it was actually among the patients that were was on Premarin, the uh, you know, the horse derived estrogen, mm-hmm. uh, or again given orally, orally, in conjunction with the medroxyprogesterone, which mm-hmm. is the you know artificial progestin, right? So progesterone is like what your body would naturally make. Progestin is a similar compound, but it's not quite like your body's own progesterone. So it's not bioidentical. It's not bioidentical. Mm. Oh, okay. Right? So it was the medroxyprogesterone, you know, plus Premarin group that had that increased risk. The Premarin users actually didn't, did not see an increased risk for breast cancer, right? So, um, so you know, it was the addition of the medroxyprogesterone that added, um, and this is what was sensationalized, an increased risk for, of 25% for breast cancer which sounds like a lot, right, 25%. But when you're talking about absolute numbers, it means like instead of four patients out of 1,000, you now have five patients out of 1,000, right? right. So you're not talking about, uh, you know, five, you know, um, four 
compared to five out of a hundred. You're talking about like um, a small person, a small percentage, and you know nobody ever wants to get cancer or you know have any increased risk for it. I mean, anybody who goes through the uh, experience of being tr treated for cancer, I mean that is an awful and stressful experience, mm -hmm. even if it didn't result in you, you know. Uh, expiring or dying mm -hmm. from the cancer right so i'm not trying to minimize it but you know to say uh but you always need to you know hold statistics you know in their proper context and if you're going to make an educated decision you really need to understand the numbers right and so um so many people are of the misconception like in general hormones are bad right now what what i was telling you is like well we haven't had that equivalent of a study you know, the Women's Health Initiative, you know, where they studied tens of thousands of women, you know, the large numbers, you know, randomized, placebo, controlled, you know, mm -hmm. all, the, all the terms <coughs> that doctors like to hear, right? Because those are the terms that will, you know, change the practice of medicine mm -hmm. when we have a study of that caliber and that we just don't have that, right? So, so even the Women's Initiative, mm -hmm. was that, how many people were tested or what was in the, what was in the control? You know, group? I wish I knew, I'm really bad at remembering numbers, but it was, you know, a lot of women. I'm okay. saying like, you know, thousands, okay. if not ten more. <coughs> so sorry that I don't, yeah, I don't that's remember okay. the actual figure, but um, you know, and that's why you know it it caused the change of medicine to, you know, cause that change overnight. Like women and their doctors dropped hormones like potato, right? You know, especially because we live in a very litigious society. Um, so. Um, you know, in an ideal world, I would say, you know, we need to study all the forms that are being used now, right? Um, the patches, you know, the pellets, you know. The creams. The creams, you know, uh, the testosterone, you know, all of it. And then, you know, have some new data to, pr to show to people to say, well, this is, you know, the risk, you know, demonstrate, you know, as of this point in time. And um, the problem is, like, there's no, no such study underway that I'm aware of. Right, and you know, by and even if it were, you know, uh, the start of a, a study, you know, we'd probably be too late, too late for any of us you yeah. know, to, you know, benefit from mm -hmm. that, you know, because there is, like I said, like an ideal time frame to, you know, start hormones, um, and plus, like, you know, I I tell people this, like, you know, our 50s should be awesome, right? Like, you know, most of us have like kids that are growing up, or maybe even mm -hmm. out of the house, like, you know, and as women, we've, you know, learned so many life life lessons like them um, and mm -hmm. strength and power. This should be like the golden years, right? Yes. Not like okay, I'm tired and I feel <coughs> old and I don't have energy or yeah. motivation, right? Because you know the the world needs our um, our power and wisdom to be a better place. <coughs> it makes me think, and I, and this is like a thought that's come by, like that I think of is that. You know how there's a reason there you know what the reason is why there's not a lot of women CEOs I mean there's a, why isn't there that many women in higher power and it makes me think that it's because generationally we've been going through this all these generations uh, with perimenopause and so forth and how it's inflicted us that we're not up for the task or maybe we're seen as bitches because we're irritable, looking down. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you have to wonder yeah. if we were on the same playing field as mm -hmm. these men who can sleep on a dime. <laughs> right. If 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 that 
could change or be changed. Like, yeah. I know it's changing now, but <clears throat> I could just, I, you, you, it just kind of dawned on me because I've been mm -hmm. in, in the corporate world mm -hmm. my entire career. <clears throat> and you see, you know, there's more women coming up in the ranks, which is yeah. awesome. But, I mean, there's a whole generation of us still that are like struggle for it. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's, I mean, we can just add so many things to it. But if we're having brain fog and can't, can't remember, can't, remember can't, yeah. can't deal with we have shit. We hold all this knowledge that we've learned over the years, but then all of a sudden <laughs> it gets stunted and you're having a hard time bringing it up. It doesn't sound very professional. It doesn't look very professional. <laughs> all those things. Or you start crying. While yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Huge. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do yeah. believe that in it and, and hoping that what we're doing and talking and everyone else that's talking about what's happening to our bodies and mm -hmm. how we're going through this and how young and how long we go through this. Mm -hmm. Like we need, we need to push this. This is, this is really important. This is yeah. really, really important. Yes. So back to your question yeah. of how long to keep mm -hmm. based on this study, you know, the safe to, you know, age 80 or, or whatever. But I will say that, you know, Hormones are a huge part of our sense of well-being, right? And so, you know, it's an in individual's decision because we know, like, probably if you stop the hormones later, what you're experiencing now is you're going <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, you'll be older and feel these symptoms later on. Yeah. There's I know my, my neighbor who's in her 80s, she just yeah. turned 80, she still has patches mm -hmm. and she uses the cream, she uses yeah. everything and she will continue, mm -hmm. she said. Cause I've known a lot of vital women, like, who are older who may definitely think that the hormones have a lot to do with how they're functioning late in life yeah because yeah. your neighbor yeah well, you shout out Sharon, Sharon. Mm -hmm. she you would never in a million years know she's mm -hmm. 80 mm -hmm. I mean I would think maybe 60 I mean mm -hmm. just super like vibrant and uh, yeah no no right. and I think it does it has a lot to do because yeah. she will not stop like yeah. she will pay you know, because she has her copay and her, and like two hundred dollars mm -hmm. a month, mm -hmm. and it's just outrageous mm -hmm. how much it costs. Yeah, because we're not, mm -hmm. you know, insurance companies are not covering all of mm -hmm. this stuff, mm -hmm. yeah. which is a whole other issue. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and this is a yeah. medical mm -hmm. issue, and we're right. still not getting the proper right. care. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything that we take that can do this. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like mm -hmm. weeding out. I remember I. Uh, a huge supporter of Dr. Amen and mm -hmm. he was talking about ADD mm -hmm. and ADHD mm -hmm. medications yes. and the issues that those things mm -hmm. can cause and of course he's he's always looking at mm -hmm. it from a natural perspective mm -hmm. first but mm -hmm. he's like you also have you come to a point where you may ha be having so many symptoms mm -hmm that the urgency for you to take medication mm -hmm. is way more helpful and beneficial mm -hmm. to your well-being yes. than not going on it. And I kind of view that in mm -hmm. anything. I took fertility medications, mm -hmm. trying to get pregnant with my children, knowing that there were going to possibly be side effects, mm -hmm. short-term, long-term. Um, I thought it was worth it to try them so I could have children. Same thing with now the hormones. I now know enough about myself that, yes, there could be side effects to anything you take. However, I now know that mm -hmm. the hormone therapy has been helpful enough mm -hmm. 
for me to know that I'm going to continuously take them mm -hmm. because it affects my life in a way better way. Mm -hmm. I don't want do I ever want to have mm -hmm. cancer? None of us do. Mm -hmm. But do we also want to have a quality of life mm -hmm. while we're living here? Mm -hmm. I would think so. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes we have to measure it. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, it, and, and that goes anywhere from hormones to medications to the food we eat mm -hmm. and all the other sure. things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, when we're, so when we're factoring mm -hmm. in, oh, I... I know, and even for me, like, um, you know, now I... I have anxiety or yeah. depression, so mm -hmm. I'm on you know other medication to find out with ADHD and dyslexia. Um, mm -hmm. Hello, probably the reason yeah. why I have mm -hmm. anxiety, and depression, or what have mm -hmm. you is because of 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 all my my neurodiversity, mm -hmm. and I, like it's amazing because no one ever caught it before. Doctor, now she's my um, general. Uh, she's like, we'll keep you because the. We don't have sun the next couple of months. We're just going to keep you on this Medicaid. Well, this spring we're going to start taking you. Off. Let's start start taking you off of the Zoloft and all that other mm -hmm. stuff because I possibly really don't need it if mm -hmm. can affect and help with my brain fog and mm -hmm. everything else that's happening and mm -hmm. and with you know hormone therapy and my ADHD medicine mm -hmm. and maybe the ADHD medicine is not going to be working for me long term. I don't know. I'm mm -hmm. on it now. It's really on and off. I don't. I. I can't really say that it's actually really, really helped me consistently because I think I'm still suffering from, mm -hmm. you know, not really addressing all my hormone issues because mm -hmm. I stopped taking the pellet, doing the pellet, I'm not sleeping mm -hmm. well. Like, I mean, it's like, like mm -hmm. you're just adding all these things on top of each mm -hmm. other. Um, so I can't wait mm -hmm. to get all of this lined mm -hmm. up and then have like, you know, that effect where I have, mm -hmm. you know, <coughs> all the right medications, yeah. hormones, and I'm finally can like be have a little bit more balanced than the way I have been so yes the other thing I noticed mm -hmm. which I think I mean obviously you know about but my uh, hormone specialist which again I'm horrible at taking supplements but the one th supplement I have remembered to take more than others was vitamin D mm -hmm. she kept saying when you're in that perimenopause yes and That's I will tell mm -hmm. I will tell you I only changed the vitamin D at first when she when I had all my medicines at the different pharmacies. Mm -hmm. I added vitamin D. I was taking extra vitamin D. I was puffy, and I didn't realize that I was actually had quite a bit of inflammation. When mm -hmm. I take my vitamin D, the inflammation is way better. Mm -hmm. When I forget to take my inflammation, oftentimes I can't wear my rings. That's how much, but vitamin that, yeah, vitamin D has been significant game changer for me. Mm -hmm. but you, you had said, and mm -hmm. maybe we should talk yeah. about some supplements too, yeah. um, because you told me mm -hmm. you need to take vitamin D with vitamin K. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, K2. yeah, K2. I've been K2. taking yeah. K2 too. Yeah. Isn't magnesium possibly another one? Magnesium, or? most people are deficient in mm -hmm. and yeah. can help with so many things like uh, you better sleep, you know, some people get muscle cramps, mm -hmm. it can even help with cognition. So it, it's a, you know, you know, I want to say innocuous supplement, you know, mm -hmm. some people might, um, taking the wrong type of magnesium, mm -hmm. get loose stools, mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, there's r no likelihood for harm and a lot of upside with magnesium. Um, vitamin D, you know, I've, I've not heard anybody have as dramatic a result as far as inflammation. Mm -hmm. It's good to know that, but it can help a lot with um, mood. 
you know, when I was extremely deficient in vitamin D when I started it um, 13 years ago, and this was me asking my primary care doctor, please test my vitamin D, because at that time it was not standard, mm-hmm. and my level was seven, which is like uh, probably lower than any patient that I've seen. And after I started it, is uh, my hair started growing in thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt so much better it, because vitamin D makes sense. Vitamin D is a hormone. Um, its effects are very, very pervasive. You know, our bone health. You know, probably you know immune health. Um, it has so many benefits. Well, I think I've heard, um, and it's probably from someone who who was suffering or had uh, breast cancer, but because in the Pacific Northwest we don't get that much sun mm-hmm. in the winters mm-hmm. that a lot of people, who, a lot of women who have mm-hmm. breast cancer in the Northwest are actually yes. very deficient in vitamin mm-hmm. D. Yep. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and K2 is also good for bone health, you know, so, okay. you know, women, we need to protect <laughs> our bones, right? So K2, you know, helps to get the calcium into the bones helps to get the calcium, you know, prevent it from uh, winding up in places we don't want it, namely our joints, our sure. blood vessels. Okay. Yeah, so just, you know, when you're looking for a vitamin D supplement, look at it as an opportunity to also get in K2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. and I remember, <coughs> so when I first met you, mm-hmm. um, you had me, I think it was 15,000. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine was pretty low because you mm-hmm. had asked me to, mm-hmm. in my first three months, I was yeah. taking... I think 15,000 IUs mm-hmm. um, of the vitamin D with K. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went down to 5,000, I think. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> yeah. at the beginning, it was a lot. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was very low as well. Yeah, we probably started you on the 10,000 and, and then went down to the 5,000. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Now, some people are super uh, deficient, might even start, you know, and only do this with the uh, physician supervision on as high a dose as 50,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, to quickly get them up. Sure, yeah. up and... Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you mentioned about the ADHD, like mm-hmm. the, the medications versus not taking it. It's all about, in the end, weighing, like, mm-hmm. you know, risks and benefits. Yeah. Right. You know, because we know with hormones that, you know, the, the benefits seem to be numerous. Like, you know, how can we live to an uh, old, healthy age if we're not sleeping? Or yeah. if we can't exercise or build muscle, right? Um, you know, or... You know, uh, I mean, these are critical yeah. things that are for health, right? Like uh, getting getting adequate sleep. You know, I think we're discovering more and more the importance of sleep, and that people who don't get adequate sleep, you know, even have issues with uh, potentially not be able to control their weight due to you know hormonal dysregulation. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So patients that I treat, you know, the thirty-something-year-olds, mm-hmm. you know, they're oftentimes just like really kind of burnt out like yeah. uh from whatever taking, mm-hmm. you know family life you mm-hmm. know work life so i mean yeah being in a toxic relationship is a quick path to being burnt out, burnt out. Right? yeah yeah hmm. so that explains mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this was mm-hmm. awesome yeah. i cannot tell you how happy mm-hmm. and thankful and grateful that you came yeah. on when I first met you that first time, I was like, oh, she's good. I told you about the podcast, uh-huh. and then I told her. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, and then I came for your Christmas party, and I was like, right. I'm going to ask her to come on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that you came on because it was, mm-hmm. I just, it was very profound to me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what I've learned mm-hmm. um, in my experience now mm-hmm. and being able to compare all mm-hmm. of this. It's been really educational. It was something that we've talked about many, many, many times on the podcast because mm-hmm. we were all kind of going through 
something different and we were all kind of treating it differently and mm-hmm. and um and we really wanted an expert yeah. to come on and you know just walk us through some of that and it is mm-hmm. just I, I think been very helpful and thank mm-hmm. you so much for spending the time opening up your yeah. your office and mm-hmm. I know that we're potentially probably going to have an event here oh wonderful that yeah. would be wonderful mm-hmm. to have and have invite mm-hmm. the community to yes. come visit here we'll yeah. we'll work on that okay. next and love to have you on again yep. and maybe we can mm-hmm. talk about other treatments okay. and so forth but thank you yeah, yeah i know yeah. I mean, we're running out of time but right. that was going to be a whole nother time uh, question it was all yeah. the other treatments yeah but i do before we close out yeah. i do have mm-hmm. one more question yeah. about um menopause mm-hmm. now what i've always been told is that once you have not had a period for a full year mm-hmm. you're in menopause mm-hmm. so like say you've gone eight months without one but then all mm-hmm. of a sudden the ninth month you have one you have to start mm-hmm. over counting mm-hmm for the 12 months yeah technically okay. that's the definition, that's a, the year, definition. Oh, a year without periods but yeah. so i was thinking it doesn't mean though that you can't start hormones because you know at least in our practice we check your lab levels mm-hmm. you know and so you know it doesn't mean like okay you can't start hormones until a year out uh, at least the estrogen component we're talking about because we know the testosterone can help people even mm-hmm. in perimenopause. Yeah. So, but I mean, technically mm-hmm. I'm still in per- peri, mm-hmm. but that's what I was thinking is mm-hmm. once I've gone a whole year mm-hmm. and I'm considered, you know, in mm-hmm. menopause, I was thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to need any more hormone supplements. But after everything I've heard mm-hmm. in this conversation <laughs> today, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, crap, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to, you just have to kind of. Yep, just say. Okay. Kind of weigh well, that out. Well, this is good to know because I was thinking, okay, I'm just ripping that yeah. patch off and <laughs> quitting taking all my pills and woo. I mean, I don't even have a period. I mean, I have one ovary left, but everything else is gone. Uh-huh. But I at least have some hormone, mm-hmm. but definitely needed the extra mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. so that's good to know, too. That yeah, was new information. Well, thank uh-huh. you so much yeah. for inviting me on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I just love like what you guys are doing and like how you met that that story. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I told yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's anyway. funny. And, it, yeah. and it's and, and, you know, as far as, you know, our friendship and, and mm-hmm. so forth, it's it's kind of been very I don't know magical it's a, yeah it's evolved into all these yeah. things it just yeah. it just took this one situation for us to meet <laughs> yeah and yeah. now it's involved evolved into all kinds of things oh, yeah. which has just been amazing yeah. but this is yeah. a huge component to yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah. huge. and I and I mm-hmm. and having and talking about this kind of stuff that's so important yeah. and it, and I think we are all mm-hmm. like going through it and have these realizations that like mm-hmm. oh my god like mm-hmm. And, and like even when I, after I did my hormone therapy, or I did my pellet and I did that one um, video, I had two people that I knew call me and one was in Texas and one was in Montreal and they're both, um, where did you go? Like, how do I look to find somebody who mm-hmm. does that? Mm-hmm. And so my girlfriend in Texas, mm-hmm. she got a pellet done in mm-hmm. Austin. So she found a, um, uh, found a place to do it and I, mm-hmm. I told her about your website yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So and looked up, mm-hmm. I think it's, Bio, bio T, bio T mm-hmm. is the um, mm-hmm. the compound or the mm-hmm. method you use. Um, so she went on there, and I think she was able to find a place. But yeah, mm-hmm. I've had people contact me and ask me because mm-hmm. people are just going crazy. Yeah. They are. I mean, there's a huge. I mean, I can't. I, I mean, 
I, I'm sure they're seeing it, but if they're not seeing it, I'm on the Instagram. People mm-hmm. are constantly reaching out, asking locally, not just on our group, but just mm-hmm. locally posting on their own personal. Mm-hmm. I've heard this. Has anybody, heard, you know, does anybody have recommendations? Where should I start? And mm-hmm. so it's one thing for us to share our stories, which gets them to start asking mm-hmm. themselves, oh, my gosh, maybe I'm going through this. But it's a whole other thing when there's a professional that they can come talk to, mm-hmm. come relate with, come check out. Mm-hmm. And so thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and I think the event mm-hmm. that we're going to we'll, we'll come up with something fun and, mm-hmm. and have you here and mm-hmm. um, maybe ask, you know, ask questions and mm-hmm. or answer questions. And right. Yeah, uh, do a and a or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for empowering women. Yeah. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so thank much. You too. Thank okay. you. Thank you. All right, everybody. <laughs> well, thanks for listening once again. And we are so excited to broadcast this episode. It's going to be so helpful. And so take a listen. And we look forward to talking with you guys next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Just a reminder, this podcast is presented solely for entertainment and educational purposes. We are just friends, me, Amy, and Heather. We're not qualified professionals. This is not intended to replace any professional physician, doctor, medical advice, Um, or what have you. We are just friends talking about our experiences and just want to make sure that you take the healthy route and be safe and happy. Love you. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us, and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop.yourstory at gmail.com. Until next week, bye. bye.